You're listening to the Miss Eileen Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, Eileen Smith, and my goal is to help you build a better blog. I do that by providing blogging tips, social media tutorials, YouTube training videos, and of course, this podcast. Together, we'll explore all the top strategies available to help you master the art of content creation. In today's episode of the Miss Eileen Speaks podcast, we are going to talk about WordPress plugins and themes. Well, one of the reasons why I chose this topic today is because I have been asked by a couple of my blogging friends to contribute on a group posts. They're sort of like uh, crowdsourced content where you're asking a bunch of experts in the field, uh, whatever the given topic is, what they think, and then you compile all those results together and put them into a blog post, usually accompanied by an infographic or some type of a table or listing and or ranking system. And so two of my blogging buddies, the first one is Ian Cleary from Razor Social, and the other is Davish Sharma from WP Cube. Let's see, Davish was able to compile 40 experts to share their favorite plugins, and Ian was able to compile 54, what he called professionals. (laughs) to share their plugins. Now, before we get into this, I want to say a little something about the idea of what other people are using as plugins on their blogs. Plugins are a complicated beast. And one of the things that you have to consider with plugins is that they play nicely together with one another, which very often they don't. Uh, They're all done by different individuals who have different techniques and different skill levels for the amount of code and the amount of something they call PHP to compile or to code these plugins. And of course, everyone will tell you that their plugins are nice and clean and they don't have a lot of different calls, which can slow down your site. But as I'm sure you know, if you've been blogging for any amount of time, that plugins can screw up the whole works. So my advice to you is to try to start with a theme that's really good, that covers a lot of these, what I would call a wish list of things that you want your blog to do. And if you can get as many of these things as possible, out of your theme, then you can install as few plugins as possible. So like I said, before I get into the results of all these experts and professionals and what we think about plugins that we must have, let's talk about our wish list. And this is a wish list for theme because even if you're happy with the theme that you have now, You never know. Time may come and they'll update that theme and then you have to go looking for a new one. So 
Here's a checklist for things that you should keep in mind when you're choosing a theme. Some of them are not going to be covered by themes. Themes just don't address some of these things on the wish list, and you're going to have to get a plug-in. Okay, so let's get started. On the top of my wish list is just the general layout and the look of your blog. How big is the content area? Does it have sidebars? Does it let you move sidebars from the left or the right? How big are the sidebars? That kind of thing. Also included with that is your comment section. And this is something that people often turn to plugins for. But of course, if you're using WordPress, there is a default comment section. So you want to consider what that looks like. Does it represent the look and the feel and the branding that you want to present with your blog? The next area um, that we want to address with our theme, if possible, and these aren't in any order of importance, but I think there are a few that we want to have up at the top of our list. So the next thing that we would like to discuss is responsive. Is your theme responsive? And by that, we mean it scales to fit no matter what size monitor or device your reader or your audience is using. So how nicely does it resize when you go from a a big screen on someone's PC or laptop all the way down to the little itty bitty screen on an iPhone, you know, and all those steps in between the iPad, the tablets and uh, galaxies, you know, Samsung, like I have the Samsung Galaxy, which is a pretty big phone. But I was very impressed when I switched over from Thesis to Genesis that the theme that I'm using is more responsive. And that's because I'm using the Appendipity theme. Now, some people will use a plugin to make their theme responsive. But like I said, let's try to reduce the number of plugins that we use. So that's something that you should look for upfront in your theme. Because you know, this is not going to go away. This is not going to be something that's on trend now. You're going to always want a responsive looking site. And you also want it to load as quickly as possible. If you can eliminate the need for a responsive plugin, that's one that you should definitely check off the list. The next thing is your navigation. And by navigation, I mean the menus. Can people quickly go from one of your blog posts to the next? Can they find related content? Are they able to right away find out where your contact pages, your about page and all that. All that is part of your navigation. Now, some themes cover everything when it comes to the navigation. And then there's other themes that may be missing a little piece here and there, something called breadcrumbs that allows you to go from one article to the next or one page of your blog to the next. And also a lot of times people like to have those related post widgets or options somewhere on the page. It's nice if your theme already includes that, which I must say the Appendipity themes have that covered as well. Okay, moving on to something that's very important. And of course, I'm a big 
social media person. I call myself a social media diva, and I hope you agree. Anyway, um, social sharing is a big thing that you want to have prominently displayed on your blog. And there's three different kinds of social media buttons that I think you need to consider. That's going to be your social sharing, as I mentioned, which sometimes comes with social proof, meaning that there's counts. How many times has this article been shared on Twitter, on Facebook, or just in general? Those two can usually be handled by the same element, whether it's the theme or a plugin. But just remember that if you're not getting that many social shares, you may want to hide that so-called social proof. So you may want the ability to be able to turn off those counts. So a lot of times if you have something like that built into your theme, it's probably not going to let you turn off the counts. It all depends. There's so many different themes out there. The third aspect of social that you want with your theme is the social profile or follow buttons. Now, some people may argue that, look, you got people on your website. What's the point of telling them where your Facebook page is and your Twitter? And I get that. I understand when people make that argument. But for me, I see it differently. I see it as... I want you to connect with me where it's most convenient for you. So if you're a Google Plus person, I want you to know where to find me on Google Plus. If you're a Twitter person, which you probably are, <laughs> I really want you to connect with me on Twitter. That does not mean that I'm driving you away from my blog and distracting you with my social icons. It's just... Hopefully, that's one of those things where you're going to say, I really like her. I want to subscribe to her RSS feed. I want to maybe um, make sure that I'm connected with her on Facebook or follow her on Instagram. So I want those options to be there. You may not be a person who read blog posts all the time, but you're on Facebook 24-7. So maybe that's the only place I can reach well, maybe we won't use Facebook as an example. <laughs> Let's use Twitter. Uh, maybe Twitter is the only place that I can really be sure that I'm going to reach you. So as the reader, you know what button you look for on every blog you go to, because I know I'm that way. In other words, right now, I'm really big on Pinterest. So when I find a blog, it's a brand new blog. I've never been there before. And I really like the content there. And I see they even have some nice images. I'm looking for that Pinterest button. That doesn't mean I'm never going to come back to their blog again. But even if I don't, I'm going to connect with them on Pinterest. So if they're not on Pinterest, I probably won't connect with them again. So you have to weigh those options. But back to the point. There are three different types of social that you want to come bundled with your theme if possible. If not, you're going to spend oogobs of time looking for plugins. And the other thing about the social sharing buttons is some of them, even some of the really, really popular ones, 
are not responsive. So if anybody's on mobile, they're not going to be able to share your article. So that's kind of a bummer. If you're using a theme like the one I'm using, which is called Showcase from Appendipity, it's going to be responsive. It's also going to have the social sharing buttons right there without a plugin. It also has the social profile buttons, including the iTunes button, so that people can subscribe to this wonderful podcast. <laughs> okay, there's something else that we want to have on our wish list, and that's going to be a way that you can get opt-ins for your email list so that you can do list building, or you may also just be collecting leads, depending upon what type of a business you have or what type of, uh, what type of things you're promoting on your blog, like maybe a book or something like that, or just a contact form. Sometimes you just want to be able to, you know, make sure that people have a way to contact you, especially if you're offering like guest posting and things like that. Once again, something else that's built into my theme, which is the opt-in right on my sidebar. But when it comes to a contact form, a lot of people will turn to a plugin for that. And in most cases, they'll use a plugin called Contact Form 7, but uh, we'll get into those specifics of the plugins later on. That's kind of like a, you get half a check mark for that with a theme. Sometimes there is a way to do list building and generate leads, but there very rarely is there a contact form. So that's something you may need a plugin for. Okay, next on our wish list, and these two things, I'm going to bundle them together, and that is site speed and security. Now, of course, you want a theme that's going to load fast. But most times, that's not enough. You may want to install some type of a caching plugin or something like that, or a uh, CDN, Content Delivery Network, like Cloudflare, or, or one of the ones out there that cover this. But you want speed and security. I'm bundling those two things together because those are two items that rarely are part of your theme. Now, I mean, even if your theme is fairly fast moving theme, if you bog it down with a bunch of plugins, that's not going to help. That's not usually um, something that you find as a attribute of a theme. You usually have to go to a plugin for that and for the security. Now, this next item is something that I've never seen on a theme. So if you have a theme that does this, you let me know because I never heard of it before. And that is backups. Really, backups is your proactive way to deal with security. So let's say you don't have a security plugin on your blog. If you're making regular backups, you have your host doing it, or you're using a plugin like Backup Buddy. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the specific ones right now, but if you're using a plugin like Backup Buddy, then even if someone does hack your site or it gets taken down for any of the reasons that it could possibly be taken down. If you have that full and complete backup, then 
that's something that you don't have to worry about. And like I said, I've never seen that come with a theme. So I would definitely put that high on my list of plugins, like one of the first plugins that I would install when I get a brand new blog. Okay, we've got a couple more items here. And that's SEO and tracking. Um, these are two more things that I'm bundling together. When I say SEO, I mean things like being able to submit your site to Google Webmaster Tools and Google Analytics. And believe it or not, there are some themes out here that don't have a place for you to add the code for Google Analytics tracking. And, you know, I it's beyond me. Like, well, huh? You got a thing. You paid for a theme and it doesn't let you insert Google Analytics and you have to go out and get a plugin. And I know because uh, one of the themes that my daughter is using, I mean, I looked high and low. I thought maybe I was missing it. And lo and behold, we had to go out and get a plug-in. So that's something that you'd like to have in with your theme. But a lot of times people add an additional SEO plugin, And we will definitely talk about that one and coming right up in a couple minutes. Because one more thing. The last thing that I want to mention is monetization. That is something that you can put on your wish list, usually covered by plugins, but sometimes there are themes. And by monetization, I'm going to give you three examples, affiliate marketing, e-commerce, and the sale and delivery of digital products. So those are three areas that I'm talking about when I mentioned monetization. Most of the time, you will need a plugin for that. However, there are some themes that were built strictly for the purpose of affiliates or e-commerce or digital product delivery. Now, the only thing about those themes, and it probably doesn't take some of the other things that I mentioned into consideration. So, now, let's get over to what our experts had to say. And we'll talk about Ian Leary's post because I think this was the first one that actually went live anyway. And it's called Best WordPress Plugins. 54 professionals share amazing plugins to inspire you. Now, since there's 54 of us, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to, you know, call them all out. But he does have a little cute little infographic here. I see folks like... Jay Bear and Rebecca Radice and Dino Dogan and, of course, myself and Ann Smarty, just to name a few. And what I like about what Ian did here is he also ranked the top six mentioned plugins. And so ironic because of these top six plugins, I think I only use one of them, but I didn't even mention that as one of my top plugins. The first one on the list, and I have to say that I think this is probably the most popular plugin, is WordPress SEO by Yoast. It is the one that most people rely on. Personally, I don't use it, but that's, I don't know, that's just me being crazy, I guess. Uh, then the next was WordPress Editorial Calendar. There's another one I don't use because I'm just not that organized, <laughs> but I think it's wonderful. If you could sit down and use, uh, plan out your month, your year or whatever with an editorial calendar, something that's 
definitely going to be a plug-in and not going to come with your theme. The next one is Dig Dig, which I do use, but it wasn't one of my top. Flare, which is another social plug-in that came in at number four. Um, Flare is okay. Um, I just, I'm just not crazy about the way it looks. W3 Total Cash. Now that's a plugin that people are using to improve their site speed. And um, from the looks of the people that put that on their list, I think their sites do move pretty quickly. And the last one here of the top six he mentioned is one for collecting leads. And that's the Optin Monster plugin. I used it for a while back when I had Thesis theme. And there was a conflict. There was a conflict between, I don't know, what some other plugin that I had there. And maybe it was even the theme that it was conflicting with. But I had to get rid of Optin Monster. Now, moving over to my friend Davisha's post. This one was published on March the 13th. And it's Best WordPress Plugins. 40 experts share their favorite WordPress plugins. Just uh, taking a quick look once again. Um, I'm seeing this time Anna Hoffman from Traffic Generation Cafe, Adrian Smith, my buddy, uh, Dino Dogan once again, Nile Flores, so Ivana Zuber is there, and then Christy Hines, Neil Patel, Syed Balki. So this was a very different cast of characters here, although our, our friend Ian Cleary, he's actually uh, responding on this one as well. Davish did something similar where he lists the top, in this case, the top seven plugins that everyone mentioned. So here are the seven most often mentioned plugins from this cast of characters. And believe it or not, there's a few on here that aren't on the other list. So number one is what I told you before, WordPress SEO by Yoast. <laughs> number two on this list is Akismet. Yeah, spam filter plugin. That is something we definitely have to have. And there's not a theme out here that addresses the issue of spam. The only way that themes address issue, the issue of spam is if you don't have a comment section on a theme. <laughs> Spam, 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 go away. Okay, W3 Total Cash, we talked about that one. Gravity Forms. Now, when I was talking about a contact form before, Gravity Form is like contact form on steroids. It's a premium plugin, and so it just goes above and beyond someone just, you know, being able to give you their name, address, and phone number. You know, with Gravity Forms, you can do surveys. You can, you know, ask people about the size of their business and how much money do they make and how many kids do they have and what is their favorite TV show. You know, you could just go on and on with Gravity Forms. So I have heard that that's very, very useful for gathering information. Jetpack is a plugin that's comes from the same folks who make WordPress, which is automatic. Optin Monster, we talked about that, and we talked about why I wasn't able to use it. Only I don't need it now because I have the Appendipity theme, and I also use 
lead pages, which gives me lead boxes. So I have two ways to collect email subscribers. And on this list, number seven is Vault Press, which I'm surprised that actually four people mentioned that plugin. Now we're going to come down. One last thing I want to say to you, and I want to actually go over you the specific plugins that I mentioned in Davish's post, because I think by the time I uh, talked to Davish, I had a more clear picture in my mind than I did when I talked to Ian. <laughs> okay, the anti-spam plugin. That's the name of it. There's an anti-spam plugin, and I had to use that in conjunction with the Kismet. Author Sure. That's a plugin that adds the Google authorship. And I needed this plugin because the blog skin that I was using when I had Thesis, you know, that blog skin was called Thesis Awesome. And it was from my dear friend, Hisham Sabita from Famous Bloggers. And he had coded all kinds of wonderful things right into that blog skin because he has a multi-author blog, similar to my basic blog tips. So some of those elements were missing from my theme. So I needed to get them in there really quickly. Of course, I think now they've updated the theme and all that stuff's in there. I already have everything plugged into the AuthorSure plugin, so I'm not going to mess with that. Pretty Link Pro. Now that's that plugin that you hear people use in order to make nice shortened links with their affiliate links. So in other words, if you're an Amazon affiliate and you want to promote, uh, let's say Amazon Prime, okay, uh, I just found out that the price is going up from like $79 to $99. But anyway, if you're an Amazon affiliate, you know that they give you the longest, the ugliest looking links in order to promote their products. But if you have the pretty link plugin, you can just change that to, let's just say in my case, I would change it to basicblogtips.com slash Amazon Prime. So not only does it make it shorter and make it pretty, it also makes it much easier for me to remember because you guys know that I forget stuff. I'm not as young as I used to be. Okay, my next plugin, number four, is WP Optimize. And that's just a plugin that just sits there. And whenever you've got too many post revisions and, or uh, too much spams, and you can just click that on and it optimizes your database and it will make your site run faster. I remember when I first installed that plugin, I had about 600 posts revisions sitting on my database. These were just, you know, revisions that never got published. These were old versions of posts. And uh, oh my God, my site moves so much faster when I use that WP Optimize. And that one's free. And, and the last plugin on my list, and I'm surprised that this wasn't on more bloggers list, is called P3 Plugin Performance Profiler. Trust me, the day will come when you have slow load times or something on your blog. When that happens, you want to be able to isolate that plugin that's making your blog move so slow. So you keep this P3 plugin performance profile around. You turn it on 
you run the profile and it'll tell you what is hogging up all your system resources. And then you can deactivate it if you want. You know, once you found the culprit, you make the decision whether you want to get rid of it or not. In most cases, you probably will. And then you just keep that P3 plugin performance profiler hanging around. <laughs> That's a lot of P's. Um, you just keep it hanging around until you need it the next time. And so to be honest, ever since I moved over to the Genesis and with the appendipity themes, I haven't needed it, but it's there for me. <laughs> okay, so let's just do a quick recap of the whole conversation that we had today. And what I want you guys to do is I gave you my wish list. You can use mine if you want. Of course, I'll have this all in the show notes, but you may even want to develop your own wish list. Look to find as many of those things on your wish list in your theme before you start loading your blog down with a lot of plugins. And they all sound nice. It's nice to have 54 experts say, I use this one, I use that one, you know, but you gotta look at your own individual situation. Maybe somebody's using like, let's, let's use the example of the opt-in uh, skin plugin or the opt-in monster plugin. I had the same problem with both of them and there's nothing against the plugin developers. I think they're both wonderful guys, but for some reason, those plugins did not work for me. They work for 53 other experts, but it just didn't work for me. Rather than doing a bunch of troubleshooting to find out, okay, do I need to change my whole theme around for this one plugin? No, you never want to do it that way. You want to troubleshoot for plugins. So whenever you have a problem on your blog, like I said, if it's just a load time blog, a problem, then you just use the P3 profiler. But let's just say there's some other problem that's going on in your blog. Maybe something's out of place, your layout is off, or an element is hidden. You do a troubleshooting. You deactivate every single one of your plugins and turn them back on one by one until you find the culprit. That's why it's best to have as few plugins as possible. And I had this conversation actually with Syed Balki from WP Beginner. And I mean, I love Syed. He is just a, a wonderful guy. And he's actually the developer from Optin Monster. And Syed said, you know, he's got like 50 some plugins on his blog. And he mentioned it in a couple of podcast interviews he was featured in as well. And he said, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. And hey, Syed is 100% right. The only problem is Syed is a friggin' genius and he also knows WordPress development. I don't. <laughs> I don't know about you. You probably don't. So you really don't know what a quality plugin is because you don't know the code, okay? You just know that this particular, you do your troubleshooting and you find out what is that particular plugin that is making things go haywire. For me, it was with the RSS feed, 
all of a sudden my feed stopped working. So I went over to the RSS validator. I think it's called feedvalidator.org. And it started spitting out some code and it singled out the plugin. First time it was the Optin skin. And like a year later, when Syed came out with Optin Monster, it was Optin Monster. I don't know what was causing either one of those plugins to go awry. I'm not saying it was the plugin. What I'm saying is I don't know enough, but I do know enough that those plugins were causing my my RSS feed to go awry. So I had to get rid of them. And it's as simple as that. So if you have the knowledge, the expertise, or if you happen to know someone, or you can pay someone to go and digging around in the code to find out what's going on. But to be honest with you, plugins are not that important. You have WordPress, so you have a good core to start off with. Your theme is your next building block. So now if you're finding that your theme is a problem, and I'm, I don't care how much money you spend for it, you're probably not going to be able to get your money back. Don't want to spend a whole lot of time in the support forums. If it's giving you an exorbitant amount of problems, then just give it to your theme. That's how it was for me with Thesis. I mean, millions of bloggers use Thesis, right? You know, they updated it and it got a little complicated. It started hiccuping. And so now most bloggers are using Genesis. It's from Studio Press. The guy's over at Copy Blogger, Brian Clark and, and his team. And Genesis is just... Ugh. You know, people don't even have these um, these same kind of blog posts of what themes do you use? Because it's like people are everybody's using Genesis. <laughs> you know, there's other theme shops too, like Theme Forest. And I'm not saying that there's not other themes. But most of the people that were using Thesis three years ago or, you know, maybe even two years ago, like myself, are now using Genesis. Because it's lightweight theme and you don't have these conflicts. You know, usually if there's a problem, it's a plugin that's causing the problem. Okay. So with that, I'm just going to say, I hope you enjoy today's episode and you can show your love by leaving a review over in iTunes or over on Stitcher. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast today. Come over to the blog and give me some feedback. That's MissEileenSpeaks.com. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.